Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and I apologize for the delay. Wait, Blog Talk Radio has been down the entire evening, so we have a little time left. We're going to do a show. Um, trying to text my compadres here, let them know we're, we're in business right now. It is Thursday night, the kickoff of NFL football. The New England Patriots up 7 to nothing on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's waste no time and, and bring in Cuervo. Cuervo, Block Talk Radio for an hour has been down, but magically you you sent me a message and we're up. How's everything going, buddy? I'm doing good, Tarvin. How are you this evening, man? Sorry that uh sorry yeah. that you had problems. Yeah, I mean I, I I don't understand it, but you know what? It's meant to be, it's meant to be. I don't know. We may extend it out a little bit longer. Um Right now we have 37 minutes left in the show, but we can always um, go above it. What do you think so far with the Steelers and Patriots? I think it's going as, as you know, what I expected. Um, you know, a lot of uh, communication problems defensively for Pittsburgh. And, you know, the, the oh, excuse me, the Patriots, they look like a team that, you know, they're out to send a message and prove a point and, you know, as defending champions, they need to defend their their crown and and um, kind of show people that you know the, the things that have been said about them. Um, you know, it's just all talk. But you know, and everybody has their opinion whether they cheat or not and things like that. And we've talked about it. But I think in their mind, they want to show that um, you know, if you're going to talk about us, you better you better come bring it and back it up on the field. Man, that offense is just so hard to stop, man, with that short passing game. You have Edelman, Gronkowski. I mean, how do you stop it? I mean, they can run the ball when they need to, but those short passes is better than a running game. That's their running game, really, is these three or four-yard passes that, you know, yards after contact maybe. But, I mean, who needs a running game when you have Tom Brady throwing four-yard passes? Yeah, and, and that's how you like to think of their of their short passing game. It, it's it it's pretty much is their running game. Um, you know, that's how they look at it. So, um, you know, as far as the Garrett Blunt being suspended and whatnot, I, I really don't think they're too concerned with it. They're just going to continue to um, stick to their game plan, which is, you know, short passing, a lot of passing. And um, you know, as long as everybody stays healthy, then I think the Patriots will be right in the mix of, the AFC crown yet again this year. Well, you know, they they talked about it tonight, three rookies starting on the offensive line. That's With any other team, I mean, who else could do that? Probably besides Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay, his quick release. I think Tom Brady's release is the reason that, that he can get by with three rookie offensive linemen. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it all, it all comes down to game planning and, and, and things like that, and nobody – game plans better than Bill Belichick. And, you know, he understands that even though um, Dick LeBeau is no longer the defensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, they're still going to, they're still going to continue to play. They have the way they have for the past 20 years, as far as defense is concerned, they're going to come at you. They're going to blitz. They're going to, they're going to bring a heavy pass rush. And uh, the only way to counter that is to get rid of the ball quickly, and, and the short passes are, are working so far for New England. And you know the result is a seven nothing lead. And you know I, I I would have thought maybe there'd be a little more scoring so far, but um, but as far as the Patriots in the lead, that doesn't surprise me one bit. I, I really, I honestly, I didn't give 
I didn't give the Steelers much of a chance in tonight's game. If you had asked me before the game started who I think would win, I, I would have told you New England would win easily. So we'll see what the outcome yeah. is. Well, it was a two-and-a-half-point spread without Brady, and that went up to seven with him. So it's what, what Vegas is saying. Even without Tom Brady, New England's a better football team. So now you throw Tom Brady in there. But, yeah, I expected more scoring. I expected Ben Roethlisberger you know, to be able to move the ball a little bit. Pittsburgh looks terrible, but how good is New England going to be with a healthy Gronkowski? If he can stay healthy, and that's the big question, if can he stay healthy, Cuervo, for an entire year? Oh, I I think he definitely will. I mean, I'd be surprised if he suffers any type of major injury again. Um, You know, I I mean, at least I would hope he doesn't, um, you know. So I I really think he'll he'll play – at least 15 games, you know. It may be a situation, as we see all the time, where they sit him out the last game of the year, um, you know, because they have a playoff spot clinched already or whatever. But I fully expect him to be there the whole season. Um, and, I don't, and the only reason I think he would not play is because of an injury. I don't think the Flakegate will have anything to do with uh, the impact on his season. Well, let's wait. Well, Pittsburgh, just they're down to the 30, a big pass play as soon as we're putting down the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, ben Roethlisberger is listening to the show in his headset while he's in his helmet right there. Now he just decided he's going to start playing. But let's go through these NFL games coming up this week. Um, right now I'm picking New England to win, of course. I was trying to do that before the show started. Is that your phone or is that mine, Cuervo? Do you hear a little cutting in and out? Is that yours or mine? Um, well, I can hear you clearly, Tarvin, and there's no issues. Maybe I don't mine. Know. Maybe. On something else. Well, let's go through the the games real quick. You ready? I'm always The ones ready. that matter. The ones that matter. You know, all of them don't matter, really, but, but let me get to the ones that do. The first one means something to you. Green Bay going on the road to Chicago. Jordy Nelson out. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Green Bay's favorite six and a half. Cuervo, what does Chicago have to do to win this game? Well, they have to they have to somehow sack Aaron Rodgers 20 times, and that's not going to happen. So I, I I honestly don't give my Bears much of a chance in this game. I, I mean, I'm surprised the line is only six and a half. I mean, I think Green Bay is going to cover that easily, Parvin. I, I don't think have to try to cover that. So I like Chicago to cover this game. I, I think being at home the first game, I mean, everybody's over though. That's the key. I mean, everybody. I'm muting you real quick, Cuervo, to see if this is me or you. So just stay right there. I'll bring you right back. Okay. I look at this game, and I see it started at five. The line started at five, and it moved up to six and a half. Um, or it actually went up to seven, down to six and a half, to over 49. And Cuervo, that is your phone. If you could do me a favor, it may be just a bad connection. Could you hang up and call right back in, and I'll put you back on air. Pittsburgh just missed a chip shot field goal uh, to make it still 7 nothing New England. And I know these are your Bears, Cuervo, and it's you're not a homer. You don't pick Chicago because they're your team, and I appreciate that about you. You know Chicago better than anybody. So if you're saying they're not going to cover that spread, I'm going to believe you and go with you. I don't like going against people that pick against their own team. So Cuervo there going with the uh, going with the Green Bay Packers in this game. Looking at the Houston, Texas, Fitzpatrick, or who, I can't remember his name for some reason, slipping my mind. I'm going to bring Cuervo back. Cuervo, who is the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans right now? It's slipping my mind his name. I know it's not Mallet, but who is it? Oh, it's it's one of Sonny Clark's favorite quarterbacks that he likes to talk about, Mr. Brian Hoyer, former Cleveland Browns. Brian Hoyer gets the start against Kansas City in Houston. Cuervo called me crazy in this game, but I like Kansas City. I like their defense to be able to to put an end to Houston's offense, really, and I, I think their offense can, can manage some points. I, I like a low-scoring game, but I like Kansas City to come out on top. Hey, you know you know what I don't understand, Tarvin? A lot of people are trying to um, call Houston a playoff team. I don't – how? I don't see it. I really don't. I mean – 
think about it. They 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 don't have well. E- even though Matt Shaw was a mess when he left Houston, he was the one guy that I thought played the the most solid quarterback play for them in the franchise's history. To be honest with you, so he leaves two years ago, and now you got Brian Hoyer. I just don't see how he can take this team to playoffs. You have no Arian Foster. You have no Andre Johnson. Um, so, really, who's going to make plays for you on that offense? I like the Andre Hopkins. I don't think he's going to take you yeah, to – Yeah, but who's going to get him the ball, though? Well, well, and that's the other thing. I mean, you know, as much as you want to say, well, they got they got playmakers from Hopkins and, and – uh, you know, whenever Foster comes back, you know who's gonna who's gonna get them the football. I mean, if people thought Brian Hoyer was was terrible in 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 Cleveland, I mean at least he had Josh Gordon when he was when he was off the drugs. So, you know that's <laughs> a guy that that made plays for him. But now you got Hopkins, who I to me he's a hit or miss guy. He really is, and and I think of the two Clemson guys. Sammy Watkins is going to be the better receiver. I think we all. Yeah. I mean, but but here's the deal. I mean, who's going to have the better NFL career? I know Sammy Watkins is better, but who's going to have the better career? Well, we lost Cuervo. I don't. He must have cut out right now. But but yeah, Houston being a playoff team is uh, is not what what I'm going to predict right now. They're having issues. Blog Talk Radio is still coming back with. They're currently experiencing issues. Hopefully, Cuervo will call back in, and maybe I'm hoping Block Talk Radio didn't kick him out. So, Block Talk Radio, congratulations for sucking tonight on a very important night of college or NFL football. Amendola with a catch going down in the Pittsburgh territory right now. Patriots are on a big drive after that missed field goal. But the Indianapolis Colts head to Buffalo in a 1 p.m. Eastern game. Indianapolis favored two and a half in this one. Look, Buffalo, to me, they're going to get off to a good start this year, I think. I mean, 0-0, everybody's 0-0. Being the home team, the first game back really matters, the home field advantage. I'm going to take Buffalo to upset Indianapolis. Indianapolis never loses in their division, but they're going to lose to Buffalo in this game in Buffalo right now. LaShawn McCoy is listed probable. Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback, Buffalo, listed probable as well. The Dolphins go to Green Bay. Or, no, excuse me, the Dolphins go to Washington, favored three and a half. Cuervo is back. Let me go back and get his prediction on this one and see if he agrees with me. Cuervo, I have the Buffalo Bills actually beating the Indianapolis Colts in this first game. Yeah, I don't know what happened, Tarvin. I apologize. I don't know what the last thing you heard me say, but I, I do like the Chiefs against the Texans. But um, you know, going going to the next game now, um, that is a I, I like I like the pick. Um, I just wanna I just wanna know what factor is it that you like about the Buffalo Bills that have them beating Indianapolis? I think it's the defensive side of the ball early in the season, the home field advantage, that's what I like about it. I mean, it's like the crowd's going to be pumped. They've been waiting a year for this. Buffalo is just has as good a record as anybody right now, and I just, I just think they can win the game with their defense in this game. Calls turnovers um, and things of that. If they were playing New England this weekend, I'd say the same thing. It's not just the Colts. It's I just think Buffalo is going to win. The only thing that stops me from picking Buffalo is the quarterback. I mean, I'm sorry, Tyrod Taylor is has just been nothing but a you know just another backup going from team to team in this league, and I just don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not completely sold on him. I'm not sold on why Rex Ryan made the decision to start him over uh, Castle, why they even cut Castle, and then they bring him back. Like, I'm just kind of confused on what the reasoning behind all that is. With, maybe they got him for cheaper, I don't know. But, um, you know, it just 
I just I just feel like that could be what stops the Bills from winning this football game. And and I will say this: what's the what is the spread on that game? Two and a half. Now is that Indy favored or Indianapolis? Yeah, Indianapolis favored on the road, two and a half. You know what? I'll even go as far as saying that I think Buffalo covers. I think it's going to be a one point game. I think the Bills will get close field goal range, and I just think you know, the bad quarterback play at the very end, that causes them you know, the game. So, I think the Colts win by a point. That's my call. Well, one touchdown, Patriots 14 to nothing. Trey Patterson, welcome back to weigh-in sports all, baby. Who do you like, Indianapolis or Buffalo? Oh, man, this is an easy choice, and I'll, I'll help out. Uh, a little bit on the capital situation. You cut that guy because you lose his the guaranteed salary, uh, and so he comes back. He's not guaranteed, um, so a lot less little savings of money. Uh, you can also cut him because he's not going to start. I mean, Castle, you know what you get at this point in his career. Uh, he's he's not uh, a starting quarterback. Um, but I think this is an easy win, Tarvin. I'm picking the Colts to go to the Super Bowl this year, so the Colts win this easy. Wow, big prediction. I'm the only one that likes Buffalo in this game. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers going to Jacksonville. I mean, this could be the crappiest game of the day, really. I mean, two bad teams going at it, Trey. Carolina's favored three points. I'm kind of thinking about taking Jacksonville in the three. What about you? Yeah, I kind of like Jacksonville in the three. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, I think Carolina pulls it out, but I think it's pretty close. I think Jacksonville is going to be a little tougher than people think they will this year. I think Bortles will progress. Um, receiving course is going to be a problem for them. Defense has still got a lot of holes. Offensive lines they've got issues. But I, I just think they're going to progress. They're going to play a lot of people tough. Uh, but, yeah, I think Carolina wins. I think Carolina is a 500 team this year. If they're lucky. They were they were below 500 last year, and now, now they don't have their – another best receiver out there, which is depressing. Cuervo, who do you like in this game? I'm going to pick Carolina to win, but it's going to be probably by a point or two. Huh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pull the trigger then. I'm going to, I'm going to say Jags win. I just, you know, the loss of Benjamin, I think is huge for Carolina. And um, I, I just don't, I can't think of anybody else on that Panthers team that can make plays. I mean, Greg Olson's pretty good. I just don't know if that's enough. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the upset. I'm gonna say Jacksonville wins this football game. Yeah, I don't think it's an upset, but you know, you're right. There's nobody to throw it to besides Olson. Let's see, uh, Seattle on the road at St. Louis, favored four points. You know, St. Louis a good home team and everything, but Trey, I have a big problem picking against Seattle after they lost that Super Bowl last year. Seattle's defense. Still one of the best, and St. Louis's offense leaves a lot to be desired. They don't know Trey Mason's not healthy. I don't think he's going to play. Gurley's not going to play yet. I don't. I just don't see how they could score enough points to beat Seattle. Yeah, I think the Rams are going to struggle on offense early in the season. I think they're going to hit their stride in the second half, and we're going to see a really tough Rams team uh, in the last eight games of the season. They have a really good defensive front. Uh, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to hold Seattle down for a while. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Nick Foles does. I mean, the Rams have receivers who they think they should develop by this point. We'll see. I just you know Tavon Austin had brilliant was brilliant at times. Is this a year where he takes a step forward? I don't know. I, I think without the running game, it'll be interesting to see about about week four when both the running backs, Mason and Gurley, might be back, and they really have a much more balanced approach. And they, maybe Nick Foles starts to get a little rhythm with some of his receivers. Uh, it's not going to happen in this game, Tarvin. Seahawks win. I think they'll pull away quite quite a little bit in the second half just because the Rams are not going to have offense. Cuervo, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I'm, i got to go with Seattle as well, Tarvin. I just, I just don't know about – Seattle or St. Louis yet. Um, so I'm going to stick with Seattle. All right. An interesting game here. We all picked the Seahawks. The Saints going on the road, a 405 Eastern kickoff at Arizona. Arizona, 
a playoff team last year with a great record, no quarterback. They lost first round to Carolina in the playoffs. Arizona favored by two. Trey, I like the Saints to win outright. I think they have a pretty good season this year, possibly win their division. The Saints are one of those teams, Darvin, that I really not don't have to know what to make of at this point. Um, you know, people don't give a Colson a lot of credit. Um, the running back situation seems to be better than it has in, in past uh, for the Saints. I mean, C.J. Stoller should add something at some point this year. Mark Ingram had a really renaissance of a year last year, got a good contract. It'll be interesting to see if he plays with under a contract, Harvin. I, I, I wonder if he regresses. Drew Brees, you know, I don't know, Harvin. I, I think the Saints are going to struggle quite a bit this year. Um I think Arizona, man. I'm going to take him all right. Cuervo, who do you like? Yeah, I'm with Trey Tarvin. I like I like Arizona this year, and um, I, I don't think Arizona, or I don't think uh, New Orleans is a playoff team either. I I think the Atlanta Falcons win that division. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I think New Orleans easily could be a playoff team, but I just don't like Arizona. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't. I think Drew Brees is going to outscore that team. I know they have a good defense. I just don't like Carson Palmer. I mean, Carson Palmer is starting, right? He's healthy. He's not hurt. He didn't get hurt. Yeah, he's healthy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Detroit on the road at San Diego. This is a tough one to pick for me. The Chargers are favored three. Ah, It's just hard to pick against San Diego at home with with Rivers. Detroit going on the road. But I'm going to do it, Trey. I'm going to pick Detroit to upset San Diego on the road. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me is Levi being out of this game, uh, linebacker for the Detroit Lions. I, I think they're going to have a tough time stopping uh, the, the offense. I look at Keenan Allen, uh, had a regression year of a sophomore year. I think him and Phillip Rivers are going to have a much better this year. And of course, Phillip Rivers is pretty consistent. But I like Keenan Allen. I like the guys. Uh, I like Danny Woodhead. It's going to be a guy who's going to have a lot of success this year. Still not sold on Melvin Gordon and, and his preseason struggles. We'll see if Oliver or Woodhead, and they go for some sort of uh, three sort of running back uh, situation there in San Diego. But I like him at home, Sarvin. I think uh, defensively the Detroit Lions are going to struggle. High shooting uh, game, uh, but I think uh, ultimately you'll see the Chargers win it. Cuervo, who do you like? I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, and, you know, no Antonio Gates. Uh, Keenan Allen's a guy that really disappointed last year, and I don't, I really don't see him uh, having a big bounce back here. I think he'll do better, but I don't think he'll turn into a top ten receiver or anything like that. So, um, you know, I just think offensively I think they're going to struggle a little bit finding ways to score. So I, I like the Lions. All right, two Lions. Here we go. Ball, let's see, Cincinnati at Oakland. I mean, is this the year Oakland gets it done? Lamar Cooper's out there. They're at home. Trey, I'm still picking Andy Dalton and Cincinnati in this game. It's kind of hard for me to pick Oakland over anybody. Yeah, I think Oakland is going to be an interesting uh, affair this year because they are a, a lot better. They still have a running back issue that I'm not sure is solved. They have a lot of offensive line problems. Defensively, they still have some huge holes. Uh, they're much better at linebacker, much better on the front seven overall. I still think the secondary is quite a big, quite a big deal for the Raiders, but they're far less of a mess than we've seen them in the past years. Amari Cooper gives them quite. Uh, I, it probably could be the rookie of the year this year. And then you also have, um, you know, a developing quarterback in Carr but not enough to win against a very balanced team in Cincinnati who's going to run the football quite a bit, and they're just going to wear out the Raiders. But I think the Raiders are going to be pretty feisty, kind of like the Jacksonville Jaguars, teams that we've seen be very very bad bottom feeders this year in the NFL could be sort of starting to show a little bit of life. Uh, We'll see, but uh, the Raiders are going to lose. Cuervo, are you with us or against us? Um, well, I'm going with the Bengals. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't know if you guys, who you guys are going with, but I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati. Yeah, we're all taking Cincinnati in that one. Yeah, uh, Baltimore on the road at Denver. Baltimore goes to Denver. 4:25 kickoff. 
Peyton Manning seems to always do good when the weather's warm. Blacko is a good road quarterback, but the bad thing, Trey, is not the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos in this one to get it done. If this was a playoff game, I'd pick Baltimore. But this is regular season. Peyton Manning throws for 300, and they probably score about 38 points. Yeah, Denver is an interesting situation as well with uh, you have uh, you know, Peyton Manning sort of coming to what I think may be his last season. If they make the playoffs, this could be one of those announced his, his end um, this year. Uh, we'll see on, on what, what Peyton Manning is going to do. But, yeah, I mean, he had 36 touchdowns, what, through the first, like, 13 games last year. I mean, he's still going to get the ball up. He's still going to get it to his receivers. Owen Daniels will become a become a fantasy football name. I mean, he'll make somebody who hasn't been uh, a great fantasy player, uh, you know, sort of a team name or excuse me, a name that we'll all be drafting or picking up on our waiver wire. Just because I mean, that's a Pete Manning is still really good. I mean, you can't forget that. Uh, this will be a competitive game, but I mean, come on, Denver's at home regular season. Uh, trust in Peyton. Cuervo, your boyfriend Flacco is is going on the road. Who are you picking? <laughs> wow, I like how you added that that name to it. Um, no, I, I'm I'm going to cheat on Flacco, and I'm going to I'm going to go with Peyton. I like Denver as well. <laughs> I know you're a Peyton Manning fan. I knew that's why I said that. Denver wins it. All three of us agree. Now let's move to um, I think the Sunday night game, if I'm not mistaken. Here, the Giants at the Cowboys. Dallas favored six in this one. Um, if anybody can beat the Cowboys in Dallas, it's the Giants. And I know everybody's on Romo in Dallas. I just think losing Murray's going to hurt them more than people think. I'm, I mean, call me crazy. I'm going with the upset week one. I'm going with the Giants over the Cowboys, Trey. You know, it's not a bad pick. That you're, I mean, you have a lot of good – argument there. The Giants are a team that aren't afraid to go into Dallas. And remember, Dallas didn't play that well at home last year. If you look at their road home splits, Tarvin, it wasn't something that you could write home about, about how they dominated Dallas. And they didn't. They won a lot of their games on the road, and they split by even at home. So Dallas is not a team that that just because they're home means they play better. So ironically enough, I think they could lose this opening game. I think they're going to be a very solid team this year. But, I mean, I'm going to pick Dallas. I'm not sold on a lot of things the Giants have going on, especially on defense. The Giants are going to score points. Odell Beckham is is insane. Victor Cruz isn't ready yet. I think once he gets back, that's really going to help the Giants really balance out uh, both sides of the field. Giants also have some running back issues. You know, Jennings, is he really the solution? Both these teams are going to – we'll see if what they find out – in the running game this 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 week, but I think Dallas by a little, Tarvin. Cuervo, who do you got? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dallas as well. Um, you know, a lot of people love Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not I'm not sold on him at least for this year, guys. Uh, also, I think I think a a dark horse defense this year. If you're if you're talking fantasy. I think the Giants' defense is going to get a lot better as the season goes on, uh, but they're not going to be good this week. I mean, it's, it's their first game. You're going to see a lot of, of uh, you know, things that are going to need to be tweaked as far as that Giants' defense goes. But as the weeks go on, that defense is going to get really good because they have they have their guy back in Spagnola, and I talked about this before on Sonny's show. But, uh, you know, for the first game, I, it's not going to look good. And I think Dallas is going to uh, – they're going to win the game. And, and it all comes down to protection. So, uh, Rommel's going to have plenty of time to throw. Running backs are going to have plenty of holes to run through. So, uh, Dallas won't have the problem moving the ball. So, I, I like the Cowboys. Well, you guys could be right. But that first game, it just seems like the Giants always give the Cowboys trouble. So let's move on to Monday Night Football real quick before we get into our college. we got a roll, roll, roll. The Eagles on the road, favorite three against Atlanta. This is going to actually be a very high-scoring game, I think. I like the I like the Falcons' offense. I don't like Philadelphia's defense. I don't like Atlanta's defense, but I like Philadelphia's offense. I'm just wondering, the quarterback played now for the Eagles. They got rid of Tim Tebow. 
you guys think Atlanta's going to win the division, but can they beat the Eagles on Monday night? My question is, Trey, why why are the Eagles favored three on the road in Atlanta? Well, I mean, a lot of people think the Eagles are going to have a tremendous year. Stan Bradford is, you know, much ballyhooed uh, for a guy <laughs> who hasn't played a season in two years. And there's no doubt about it. Stan Bradford is, is insanely talented. Um, and if he can put together a full season in Chip Kelly's offense, he's going to put together some pretty crazy MVP-type numbers. But that's a big that's say, that's, that's, that's like saying that's my aunt. That should be my uncle, you know? Yeah, well... Exactly. So, I mean, whether we're whether we're going to see that from Bradford or not, I don't know. I mean, but I, I think this, Tarvin, the Eagles cannot make the postseason with, with Sanchez filling in as their backup. So I think it's imperative for Chip Kelly and the Eagles that Bradford give them a healthy year. Uh, this, this Falcons team is going to be really improved this year. I think offensively, um, we're going to see a much different team than we saw last year. I like uh, the way they're going to run the football, I think, you know, with Coleman, that third-round pick out of Indiana, he's going to play better. But Devontae Freeman, who really has helped them quite a bit as well, both backs, isn't going to play, I don't think, in this game. So I think on the road, Tarvin, I think the Eagles have more weapons healthy. I still think defensively the Falcons are not going to be able to, to hold down these elite offensive teams. And if Bradford's upright, I think the Eagles do win it. Yeah, and remember, this is on turf, Cuervo. I'm interested to see, you know, that fast Atlanta turf, the the Georgia Dome. I got to see it this past weekend. Too bad Auburn didn't look fast on offense, but I, I think Philadelphia will. So I think Philadelphia's going to win this game. Yeah, and I think it's a clean sweep. I like Philly as well. Um, I, I just I, I'm, I can't find anything good about this Falcons defense, and that's what could, you know, hurt the, the, the Falcons this year as far as the postseason's concerned. I mean, I still think they win the division. They'll put up enough points to win games. Um, but, um, you know, as far as stopping a team like the Eagles or, you know, they have to run into Green Bay in the playoffs, those are teams that are going to really uh, hurt hurt that Falcons defense. They're going to burn them. And, and I don't think it's going to be any different in this game. So, I, I you know, the Eagles the Eagles should have no problem in winning this game. All right, our last Monday night game. If you can stay up and watch it at 1020 Eastern, the Vikings go on the road to San Francisco. No hardball there in San Francisco. Trey, uh, Minnesota's favored two-and-a-half points. It started San Francisco favored three-and-a-half, believe it or not. This line has moved six points, believe it or not. I'm going with Minnesota. I think San Francisco's in for a long year, maybe about a four or five win season. I think they lose their first one at home. Yeah, I, San Francisco is a team that I have pegged that could be the worst team in the NFL. Uh, Kaepernick is, is not had a good year in quite a while. Uh, Carlos Hyde is now the guy running the football. They lost. I mean, how many? They lost an entire roster full of, of folks, and quality starting uh, NFL caliber players. This offseason, I just think this ship is off, is just completely sinking. We'll see if they can turn it around. If they win week one, I think that says a lot. Because I think Minnesota's a team a lot of people have picked to go to the postseason. I'm not so sold on it. Teddy Bridgewater um, is going to improve. Adrian Peterson, we'll see. Uh, they still need some receiving threats and some, you know, some line help. But I think enough this week, Tarvin. The 49ers are just right now a ship that I can't. I can't see riding itself at any point this year. Cuervo, are you jumping on the Niners bandwagon Monday night? No, I, I'm not jumping on anything this year, uh, Tarvin. <laughs> I, I'm with Trey, and I told Sonny this. I think I think the 49ers are one of the three worst teams in the NFL this year. I really do, and, and I know that hurts because, you know, this is a team that went from – three straight NFC championship games to uh, now they're going to be picking number three probably in next year's draft. So it, 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 it's amazing how fast things can turn around in, in the NFL within a franchise. But, you know, when, when ownership is, uh, you know, is not willing to do the things that it takes to win and, and they start thinking selfishly, well, this is the result you get. And, and it's really going to, it's really going to be, Unfortunate for 49ers fans because uh, 
the product they're going to get this year is not what they've been used to for the past five. So um, I like Minnesota in this game. I think three out of four NFC North teams win. Of course, my Bears will be the only one that lose. And, um, you know, that's how – and lucky for me, I'm on the West Coast, so 1020 Eastern is 720 here on the – uh, Pacific time, so I'll, I'll definitely be up and watching that game. I bet you will. Well, let's move on and transition into college real quick. We're not going to go much longer. We were an hour behind on this show because of Blog Talk Radio, but Trey, I never got your opinion on week one of college. I mean, give me some takeaways after watching week one of college football. I know you're the kind that you don't overreact like me. I don't overreact. I'm sure Cuervo doesn't. Give me a a few takeaways, some surprises, some teams that let you down. Talk about it just for a moment. Yeah, I'm at, real quick, and i got to take a cranky kid to bed. But uh, I'll tell you there's a lot of overreactions that go into college football. And, you know, I, I look at, you know, I told you my Final Four didn't include TCU before that game, and there was a reason. I think TCU was very hyped. I think the Big 12 is a little bit sneakier than people believe. You have three very good quality teams. I think they're all going to beat each other at some point. And so I'm not buying the Big 12 again this year. And I think a lot of the reason, again, we talked about last year, they don't have a conference championship game. And so we're going to have a chance to see maybe two or three teams with one loss again in the Big 12 because they don't play much out of conference. Uh, I think Oklahoma is going to be pretty good. I have them winning this weekend against Tennessee. I think Tennessee was a very hyped team. Didn't like what I saw against Bowling Green. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens in New England Stadium this weekend. But I'll tell you, that's my my impressions are is you know you have some teams that got they get hyped quick. Um, you know, right. I look at Trey. I got a question for you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question for you real quick. A one loss, say BYU and 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 or, or excuse me, Baylor and TCU one loss. Auburn or Alabama wins the SEC with two losses. Who goes? Well, I guess it really depends on what happens with other conferences. But I mean. You really have to, to think that um, then, you know, the Big 12 is going to get snake-bitten again. I really, I really have a tr- have trouble putting them in a Final Four if I don't know who the best team of the three is. I mean, this, let's, let's put it this way, Tarvin. Let's say TCU, they, they go back and they, and they beat Baylor. Um, they get that revenge. Well, Baylor, so Baylor loses. They're, they're the loss. And so now you have TCU. Let's say Oklahoma, let's say they beat TCU, which is entirely possible this year. So now you have that. Yep. Well, then Baylor goes and trounces Oklahoma. And so that looks – so then what do you do? I mean, <laughs> what do you do with three teams? I mean, you have, you know, maybe one of them loses a second game. I don't know. But, you know, what do you do with that? Uh, and so I don't know. And I think that that, that committee members are going to have a tough time. And what they did last year was they said, we don't know either. So let's put Ohio State. And Ohio State looks pretty good for Ohio State. Um, I could see um, a, one, a one-loss team from even – the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten even getting in again uh, over the Big 12 because they don't have that champion, and we're not, especially if you come down to this two-tie again. So we'll have to see, Tarvin. But I, I, my, I think overreactions right now is that I look at um, I look at teams like Mississippi State again getting a lot of love, and I wonder why. But um, so that's, yeah, that's ten, what I have right ten now. SEC, ten SEC teams <laughs> in the top 25. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some teams that are that are paper, they're paper dragons, uh, and that list for sure. I mean, Mississippi State being one of them. I don't think Ole Miss is anywhere near as good as they, they, they they're ranked right now. Uh, but I mean, the point is, Tarvin is, is you know, when you have Stanford and Arizona State losing last week, I mean, you know, somebody's going to move up. I don't really care if it's the SEC, uh, but it doesn't mean anything right now for the future. Is all I'm saying, Tarvin. Yeah, and then, you know, last year, Cuervo, you heard it too, A&M beat South Carolina, and everybody was putting Kenny Trill, a Heisman Trophy winner, and A&M winning the championship. Look what happened. But a lot of people are bashing Ohio State because they were losing at halftime the other night to Virginia Tech. But, man, that Ohio State team is phenomenally good and talented, man. I know their schedule's weak, but they're going to be there probably at the end. Um, man, Braxton Miller, a receiver, makes that team even better. And, and remember, they were without a lot of four starters, I believe, on defense, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It may have been two and two. But, but Trey, Ohio State looked very good to me on Monday night. 
Well, I think they had problems, but I mean they had a lot of guys out. Um, and I guess yeah. let me, I'll, I'll run here and put my kid to bed. But I will say, you know, they were chilling at halftime, and that is telling. I don't think Ohio State gets out unscathed this year. I really don't. I know they play a pretty big cupcake schedule, but if you look at the last four games, I mean they're going to be contested. So, um, and you know, complacency. The, the bad thing about Ohio State's schedule is, is they're going to get complacent for a long time, uh, and they may exactly. blow out. And then all of a sudden they're going to have four games that they're going to, you know, people are going to put on their cleats and they're going to have to win them. And, and by that point, I'm just saying that maybe they get into the college playoff, maybe they don't, but I'm just, it's not a very successful recipe because they're going to get the last ten games, they're going to be complacent, they may have a couple injuries, and then, you know, who knows what happens. But, um, uh, you know, Ohio State, I think they probably get in, um, but we'll have to really see um, how they how they fare. But uh, I'm going to go take a kid to bed, Tarvin. Uh, all right. See you guys later. Thanks for, thanks for joining us, uh, Cuervo. Uh, looking at Ohio State, you know, they lost the first game last year and they won the rest of them and got in. If they lose, like, the fifth or sixth game this year, I, I don't think they get in. I think, you know, losing the first game last year with an injury, people forgave them, you know. But now if they lose in the middle of the year, do they have enough? Just say they lose to Michigan State. Cuervo, that's the only team on their schedule that's ranked. What do they do if they lose to, I mean, who have they beaten to deserve to be in that playoff? You're talking about Ohio State? Yeah, they don't, I mean. Yeah. And we, we, we talk about them every year, Tarvin. You know, it's it's like the same story with Ohio State. And, you know, it's, it's like, when are they going to step into you know, step outside their comfort zone and go out there and challenge some of the other teams in the other conferences. And I'm not talking about Virginia Tech. Okay, if you really want a challenge in the ACC, go play Clemson. Play Clemson. Exactly. Play Florida State. Play Florida State. Like, go out there and see what you're really made of. I mean, yeah, Ohio State played Clemson a couple years ago in a bowl game, uh, but it didn't really matter because I think that was the year, if I'm not mistaken, that they were – suspended so how much effort they truly put into that game is questionable well that's the only time they really challenge themselves throughout the year is is in the bowl game and yes okay they beat Alabama understood and they beat Oregon in the national title game okay fine well to get to that point how how much did you challenge yourself so it just, it just, I guess what I'm getting at, Tarvin, is as good as Ohio State is, I mean, they could be even better than what they are if they go out there and they actually challenge themselves in the other conferences. You know, play play a play a um, LSU in a regular season game, or a, or even a a Missouri, Texas A and M. I mean, Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, somebody in the SEC. It doesn't have to be the powerhouses, Alabama, Auburn. Or, or um, you know, Georgia. It could be somebody that's relevant in the SEC. Or, for that matter, uh, go out and play USC. You know, I've, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen Ohio State play USC. So, you know, I just think no, that I mean, you play You play more. nobody. You play one. Say Virginia Tech, they're an average team right now. They're average. You went on the road. But your conference is weak. So you play one game. So if, if you're Ohio State, I'd like to see them play a couple more. Maybe one cupcake out of conference. But play two or three tough games. Right. But, well, I don't want to talk much about Ohio State much. But Trade made a good point. That complacency sometimes. You you look. I mean, they're, they're kids. They're looking at their schedule like, oh, we don't have to play again for two months. You know, we're not even going to. You know, Michigan State, we got them at home, we're going to beat them, then we're going to beat Michigan. All of a sudden, somebody like Nebraska comes in and beats you. I don't think they play them, but, I mean, a weak schedule. But I think they'll get exposed this year. I think Alabama was a little overrated last year. I think Oregon was a little overrated last year. Florida State, of course, was overrated last year. If they'd have played TCU, they'd have got skull drug. I'm telling you, TCU would have beaten them. I think this year – Somebody coming out of the SEC is going to get them if they play them. But let's go through a couple games real quick this weekend, Cuervo. Um, Mississippi State's at home against LSU. LSU giving four points. 
LSU just got mm-hmm. rained out, lightning out last week. What do you think that does this week? Do you think they go into Starkville at 9-15 and, and take care of business, or are you looking for an upset in this game? Uh, no, I, I don't see LSU having much trouble, to be honest with you. I, You know, we talk about overrated teams. I thought Mississippi State was overrated last year, and and um, I, I really don't think anything different of them this year. I mean, they, they're barely in the top 25 this week, and I think they fall right back out of the top 25 with a loss uh, against LSU. So uh, that's what I fully expect. Yeah, I'm going with LSU. Um, it's going to be a physical game. I think a low-scoring game. Auburn comes into town the next week. I think Mississippi State gets out of there probably by, I think, something. Tell me if I'm crazy, about 17 to 9, something like that. They'll win that game. I don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to score too much on LSU, but we'll see. It could be higher score than that. The next game is dear to your heart, Oklahoma at Tennessee, 6 o'clock Eastern kickoff. Oklahoma favored one here. This is uh, probably one of the biggest games in a long time for Tennessee. This is really going to tell us where Tennessee is. I think if they lose, that doesn't mean that they can't win the SEC East or they can't get better, but this is a huge momentum builder for Tennessee this game. If they win, I like the chances of Tennessee winning the East this year and, and taking care of business. But if they lose, it's just going to be all that hype all in the off season people are putting on them. It could cause some problems in Knoxville. Yeah, I think it could too, Tarvin. And, you know, this is the year that I think a lot of people expect Tennessee to take a take a step forward, a big step forward as far as, you know, nationally. And uh, the last time that I can remember a Tennessee game being this big was when they played the Miami Hurricanes, when, when back when they had Ken Dorsey and all those guys right, right off of their national championship year. It uh, kind of feels like that because Tennessee was still, you know, a top 10 team in the nation and things like that. And they were close to playing Miami in that, in that title game that year, if you remember right. So it was kind of like, well, what could have been? in that game in Miami, just, you know, skull drug them, as you like to say, in Knoxville. So, obviously, I'm hoping for a different <laughs> result in this game. But, um, you know, this is the one game that, at the you know, last month when we talked about certain games and whatnot that I just didn't feel too confident in. Of course, I'm going to be I'm gonna be screaming at the TV and, and really, really hoping that Tennessee can pull it off. And I'm surprised that it's only a one-point game. I think I, yesterday it was it was even. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just – I don't think it's going to be a good football weekend for me, Tarvin. I, I don't think Tennessee beats Oklahoma, and, and I expect the Chicago Bears to get, you know, just get clobbered by the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, skulls are up. So, it, it's going to be a – I don't expect it to be a very good weekend for me. So, I expect to be a very grumpy person come Monday. Well, I'm going to tell you this about Tennessee, and – you know, last week they played in Nashville, a neutral side against Bowling Green, a team that has a very, very explosive offense. But this, you know, the players were happy in their first game, but don't tell me that all year they haven't been practicing for Oklahoma and Florida. That's what that's what Tennessee's been looking for, and that's what they're going to yeah, get. Yeah, those are the two games a right night, there. A night game, a night game, and all of a sudden this crowd is going to be electric. I've been to Baton Rouge at night. I've been to Neyland Stadium at night. Neyland Stadium's louder. Um, so I'm just – I'm going with the Tennessee in this game. I like what Butch Jones is doing. I, I just think they, they have a lot of talent on that team. And Bob Stoops, when's the last time he won a big game? That's a question. So I'm going to go with Tennessee in this last game. <laughs> yeah. This last game we're going to talk about real quick before we go, Michigan State home against Oregon, the game of the weekend. I like Michigan State square vote to take care of business. You, you like Michigan State over Oregon? Oh, easy. That's an easy game. You know, I wouldn't say easy, Tarvin, but I think I like Spartan, the Spartans as well. Um you know, I picked Michigan State last year in Eugene, and I almost looked like a genius, but then Oregon just like, all right, let's go ahead and flip the switch. Let's score 40 in the second half, and that's exactly what happened. So kind of made me look silly, but, uh, you know, I, I think different outcome this year. Uh, you know, we talk about teams that start to 
kind of deteriorate little by little, kind of like how we saw uh, LSU for the past couple of years. They, they're still good, but they're not championship caliber. And I think that's what you're going to see from Oregon this year. I, I just, with Marcus Mariota gone, most importantly, the, uh, you know, the coaching at Kelly. Uh, I think people are yep. going to really, this year, they're going to start to see how much Chip Kelly made a difference to that program. And I think I think I'm with you, Tarvin. I think Michigan State wins this game, and it's not going to be easy. The defense is going to have to play a, you know, a, a very um, inspiring game. But I think they get it done, and yeah. it's going to be it's going to be one of the more memorable performances I think by a Michigan State defense. Yeah, you know, shame on college football. There's like three games this weekend. I mean. Schedule people, somebody. I'm I'm gonna pick on. I mean, Purdue plays Indiana State. Auburn plays Jacksonville State. Boston College plays Howard. West Virginia plays Liberty. I mean, it's just sickening. Virginia Tech, Furman. I mean, let's play some people, guys. Come on. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is college football. We've been waiting all year. Last week was had a couple good games. This week we'll have a couple. I'm ready to get into conference play and see these every week, the great games. But these first couple of weeks, they're going to have to do a better job. I know next year is a, a lot better year, week one. But college football's back. NFL's back finally. Finally the world is back to normal again, Cuervo. We have NFL football back in college. Now we can be happy Sunday morning, you know, turn on the red zone. And uh, Are you and Sonny going to do a show Sunday morning? You know what? I don't think we're going to do on Sunday. I think this year I'm probably going to piggyback with Sports Talk with the guys on Saturday morning, so I'll probably be on there doing my picks. It's kind of like kind of like Colin Cowherd when he went from ESPN to Fox. I'm going from uh, the Couch Potato to NDB Media. So I'm I'm kind of I kind of switched uh, switched channels this year. <laughs> so I'll be on with Sports Talk with it. It's just Sonny's Sonny's got a busy schedule. He's not he's not going to have the opportunity, the time, to uh, do uh, any Sunday morning show. So I'll be on Saturday mornings with them. All right, we'll be tuning in. But everybody, join us Sunday night at eight thirty p.m. Eastern, and we'll go over all the games of the weekend, both college and NFL. Sorry for the delay tonight. Everybody, have a great week. And we'll see you soon. Cuervo, take care. Thanks for joining me, buddy. No problem, Tarvin. Thanks for having me on, man.